0: You're listening to Modern Marketing, a podcast brought to you by Influicity. At Influicity, we build brand communities that drive revenue. Learn more at Influicity.com. On today's episode, Influicity CEO John Davids talks with Melissa Romo, VP of Global Customer Marketing at Sage. Melissa is the first to hold a position about her vision for customer marketing and what best in-class
1: customer marketing means for both customers and companies. Melissa, thanks for joining us today. Can you please share your insight?
0: Well, my insight, John, is I work very closely with customers and customer advocacy and customer experience has for a long time been part of my career in in marketing. And the insight I want to put out for your listeners is to really challenge the way they think about customer marketing. And what I mean by that is, are you asking the right question? The question we often ask is... How much value can I get out of my customer? And the question we should be asking is, How much value can my customer get out of me? Right? How much value can they get from the company? And if we ask the question in a different way, we start doing very different things with our marketing. We start looking at, at what the customer really needs, how happy is the customer, what will make the customer more happy, what will satisfy what they're trying to do, what will help solve problems for them. If we're looking at value we want to deliver to them in light of those questions, then it becomes obvious that, of course, they will buy more things from us because we are satisfying what they need. And if we, if we look at it that way, at the end of that chain, we make more money. That's what we want to do. But the way we get there, we have to, we have to put it on its head. The first question we shouldn't be asking is, how can I get more money out of my customer? it it just won't work because the customer knows what we're doing. Right.
1: So you worked, you spent many years at American Express. And I'm guessing that probably helped shape the way you think about this. Was there a moment or was there a something that that happened that put this thought in your head and, and made it manifest in that way?
0: Yeah. Well, that's a great question. And I actually, I have a beautiful example of customer marketing in this utterly perfect state that I'll share. And I have an example of customer marketing in this sort of car crash iteration. So the perfect state is me and my relationship with USAA Bank, which is a big bank in the United States. They get the top ratings on NPS year after year. They take a a fantastic care of their customers. So I am one of their customers. I have 15 different financial products with this one institution, 15. And I have to tell you, I don't even remember receiving an email asking me to buy anything. The reason that I have 15 products is because they take incredible care of me. I lost my car during Hurricane Sandy. It was completely flooded. And they wrote a check for over Blue Book value, no questions asked. They didn't even ask for the car to be inspected. They just said, you're in this zip code here. We're going to send you a check for your car my power went out once and they paid for all my grocery bills, right? My kids needed checking accounts and they explained to me how youth savings works and youth checkings works because I legitimately had to question. They didn't even try to sell it to me. They said, well, this is what happens. And these are the pros and the cons, right? So they actually helped me make a a reasoned decision. They also called me when they thought I was paying too much for my home insurance. And they said, we think you're overinsured. We think you need to be paying less, right? So- They do these things right? that tell me, that signal to me that they have my best interest in mind. And what I'm doing in return is consolidating 15 financial products in this one institution. That is customer marketing at its absolute best. right? I've made that choice because they've given me the confidence in the fact that they're going to take care of me. Customer marketing that looks like a car crash is... There's a company called IWG. They call themselves the Leaders in Hybrid Work. They're the parent company of Regis Management Group. They have a brand called Spaces. They have a bunch of different brands. Well, I signed up to go to Spaces in January. I did it all on their website. That was all fine. And then suddenly, as soon as I signed up to go in January, I literally twice a day, I heard from a different salesperson wanting to sell me a membership to Spaces. Like twice, Literally twice a day for like two weeks. And I wrote them all back. There were 7 or 8 different salespeople. 7 or 8 reaching out to me in the 2 weeks before Christmas. And I wrote them all back and said, I'm already in your phone. I'm already in. Like I've already paid. I'm already going. I've already bought the thing that you're trying to sell me. So go sell it to someone else. Their IWG and all these acquisitions they've made, their customer experience and their sales channels are so disorganized that this is the experience I'm having as a customer and the result of it is that i'm going to use their i'm using their product but i'm using it under duress i don't like being their customer i've actually complained about them about their marketing practices because they've been so predatory so i'm i'm using the product and i'm actually trapped in a two year contract so i mean i could go on and on about what a nightmare this is but i'm using their product under duress i'm not even happy about being their customer And never mind me buying one more thing. I won't even pay a dollar for a cup of coffee when I go there. Like, that's how badly I feel about being their customer. So, that's customer marketing at its worst, right? When you don't have your sales channels organized, when you don't have your contact strategy organized, and you don't even know what your customers already bought. I mean, they don't even have the basic information about me, right? And you show that you don't know that. And when you show that you don't know who I am, I'm going to move on and do business with someone else.
1: I had a similar experience when I joined a gym a few years ago. And the calls and the snail mail and the email... And every time I went by there, there was another message for me. And it was like, I left the gym because I couldn't take the marketing practices. It was just unbearable. So Yeah. yeah, So I hear you on that. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Since 2015, we've been building brand communities that drive
0: revenue. First, we did it through influencers. Then we added podcasts. Today, we work with world-class brands to build, optimize, and run breakthrough programs that create and
1: capture demand. It's time to stop renting your influence and start owning it. Learn more at Influicity.com. And it kind of reminds me, I mean, it used to be, obviously, like the stereotypical example is the used car salesman. You know, you go to the car lot and people are just trying to sell you, sell you, sell you. They don't even care what what you need. They want to sell you something. Do you think marketing in general has changed? Because obviously, you work in the world of content and advocacy and really trying to bring people in. Is there just a general tone in the consumer today of, I don't want to be sold to, I want to be attracted? And that's why customer marketing is so important?
0: Yeah, I would go even further than saying attracted. And I would say customers need to feel cared for. I think Duolingo does a great job with this. Duolingo... You know, we'll send you a little reminder and say, hey, we noticed you got to module three and you're French. We're really proud of you, right? They make you feel good. And then you go back into the platform, not because they've said, you know, your membership's gonna expire and why don't you upgrade to the blah, blah, blah. Like they just they want to acknowledge what you've done so far. So they're great at making you feel cared for. I think Airbnb does a really good job right now on customer marketing. I love what they've done with their categories. I don't know if you've seen how they've changed their search categories. Yeah. But now you, it used to be you'd search for a cabin in Denver you know, or a cabin in Colorado, and now you can search for a category that's just skiing, right? Or you can search for a category that's architecture or interior design, and you can go and stay in these places that have these qualities or allow these types of entertainment activities in the house. So Airbnb realized what people want isn't the place what people want is the experience right and that's and that's how they've designed their search so you know i think what marketers are doing i think the really good marketers is they're they're recognizing the deeper in the terms of the maslow's hierarchy of needs you know the deeper needs right it isn't just that i want to buy something it isn't just that i want to rent a property from airbnb i want an experience right and airbnb knows that and they want to make that really easy for me to get and so i think if marketers can actually think about care and experiences that are really about care and caring for customers and building a, a genuinely human relationship with customers in service, frankly, of just that, just that human it's very hard to do because internally, you know your business is looking at you and saying, where's the revenue coming from? How are we managing churn? you know these kinds of things. And here you are talking about we want to make people feel cared for. Both things are important, right? Both things are important, and you can't have one without the other. You know, I'm one of those marketers who tries to get everyone convinced internally, and we need to take care of people. And, you know, everyone kind of nods like they believe in religion, but, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's difficult. That's the toughest thing about being in marketing is actually getting that across and having that really everyone truly embracing that in the organization. I think marketing today, I feel like, has really become almost an activity of evangelizing humanity, honestly, right? Like if you're, if you're a, a strong marketer and you can bring your whole organization with you, what you really do well is you just evangelize the human beings that are your customers and the value of them in totality, not just as people opening their wallets, right? And if you can get your company in there in that space with you, I think beautiful things can happen.
1: And I think it starts even higher up. I mean, everything you've described is bang on. But I actually heard Brian Chesky talk about that change and why they made that change at Airbnb from locations to experiences. I think ultimately, in order to have a a customer-centric organization and for the marketing to be customer-centric, it really starts with the leadership at the very top of saying, listen, we're we're not going to sacrifice long-term customer relationships just to hit this month's revenue or this quarter's revenue number. And burn all those relationships and that goodwill on the way. So it really has to start at a high level.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. And I mean, you know, at Sage, one of our values is human. We simplified our values last year, and we have bold, human, trust, and simplify. And I love those values because the first reason I love them is they're just one. It's a single word, right? You don't. It's not a big long sentence. It's not a big long phrase that I can't memorize. It's four words that are easy to remember and tick off on your fingers and they're easy to understand and they're what I really love about them is they're intangible but as soon as you feel that value as soon as you feel human as soon as you feel trust as soon as you feel simplify you know it right away right you know it right away so you can feel it and so I love that the organization is focused around these very important feelings that we want to have as a colleague population at Sage. But what it's doing is it's permeating decisions that we're making about our customers and about our marketing. And you know, in, in meeting after meeting, I can see these brought up and I can see these being so paramount and so central to our thinking and to our strategy that it's going to have really material value and importance to our customers you know it already is but it is it is something that i think to your point i mean it has to come from the top it has to come from the center too from those values and you know i think once it does and everyone understands that's what we're about then you make the right decisions
1: and i know it's a little off marketing but tell us about your book coming out
0: right so i have a passion project going on i have been working and leading remote team, working remotely and leading remote teams for more than a decade. And last year, I decided to write a book and it is about remote leadership. And it is a very personal story about remote work and a personal guide to being a leader of remote teams. I'm very proud of the fact that I lead a team that always... You know, we, we do employee engagement surveys twice a year and my team always scores very high marks on culture. And this is despite the fact that the people in my team are located in 10 cities around the world. And until November last year, many of the people in my team were hired in COVID and never met each other. But nevertheless, we scored these very high marks in culture. So a friend of mine who was a neuroscientist and an expert in leadership and an author, she said, you're doing something that's working and you need to put it in a book. (laughs) So... It seemed like an easy thing to do at the time and ended up being all my nights and weekends for 2022. <laughs> so, but it's done. I'm very happy it's done. It's coming out in April. And, you know, I hope any leader who's out there who's working remotely or who's leading remote teams or any person who's working remotely who wants to really understand why they feel the way they do. I talk a lot about emotions in the book why you feel the way you do when you're working remotely, how to make the remote work experience the best that it can be. That's what the book is about and I hope it can be a big support to a lot of people.
1: I just pre-ordered my copy. Can't wait to read it.
0: Great. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Okay. Melissa, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Amazing to talk with you, John. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for listening to Modern Marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Empowering marketers to build customer communities that drive revenue. We create massive demand via social, influencer, content, paid media, and of course, podcast. Learn more at Influicity.com.